beautiful. We're here, accompanied by the djembe drum uh, in the background, uh, which uh, Nihal commented on uh, today. I like it. I feel like a kind of spirit and soul. I cannot play this drum very well, but uh, it embodies me. And uh, as I said to Nihal, my mom gave it to me as a gift, which was a, a peace offering because my mom was not that big of a fan of drum circles, uh, and yet now she supports it. So uh, I hope one day to see her out there. Anyways, that's a horrible way to start this. I'm Tyler Bride, uh, CEO of Speak AI, um, uh, joined by a wonderful person. Uh, I'll let you introduce yourself quickly here. And I'm Nihal, uh, digital strategist here. Uh, take care of everything from messaging to marketing to just helping with whatever the team needs. We had a, I would say, what's uh, it was a, a wild is maybe not the definition, but quite a week. Uh, lots of like things coming out, being pushed into production. Uh, some stuff that's being fixed on the fly. Uh, horrible internet connection from one of our teammates. You know, just a lot of lot of stuff moving at once. So I'm uh, excited to always carve out this time to reflect, refresh, and um, you know see how what we learned this week and also how we can improve in the next one so uh, we've got a couple items on the uh, on the docket here today uh do you have one you want to start with Nihal? anyone that's uh sticking out to you i think we can because we were just talking about it so maybe yeah. this this uh you know hacker news aspect and yeah. kind of how we can maybe use it um more efficiently uh how do we become a part of that community right like both contributing in terms of what our product has to offer, but even outside that, right? Because I think it, it they feed into each other. Where if you just come in at any time, you just want to promote something, I think very quickly people in that community will start kind of shunning you, um, or you know they, they'll be less receptive to like what you're uh, providing. Um, but you know if we can actually find a way, you know either as like uh, you or like Vatsol, right, or even like me, like how do how do we like become closer with this community and grow, you know, grow with them. Cause there's a lot of indie hackers and, you know, startups and just companies trying to grow people trying to learn things on this platform. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's a cool little avenue for us to, to start trying to take, cause I think it maybe ties into point number six you have here, right? This, just this whole idea of, no, I wouldn't say we have low awareness, right? No, I, th I think it's just, <laughs> I think we have quite a, quite a bit more awareness than we used to have. But yeah, uh, we I just want to see more. Everyone yeah, wants to see more. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I, I think that um, uh, building out some of these other channels for us um, that maybe get us closer to the end user as well, right? Like where we can actually have a conversation with them either in like the comments section or just having them reach out to us uh, immediately. Is, is a nice angle for us to start growing for this year as well, which was part of our OKRs uh, for this year too, in terms of developing some third-party channels uh, and just focusing hard on, you know, like one or two that that we feel comfortable working in, that we think is valuable to the actual company. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, no, I, I'll just maybe add a couple of things. So you're sort of like, uh, I guess, in a way, like a field agent. Uh, uh, sort of infiltrate. No, I'm just kidding. Not infiltrating uh, hacker news, but just sort of understanding it. Like, I don't know how familiar you were with it before, but it's a pretty big forum of you know tech technology-like companies. Often, you know, around I would say Silicon Valley, Y Combinator. It's moderated by Y Combinator um, alums, and I don't know if they're alums, but you know, associated with Y Combinator. And it actually came into sort of cultural, um, like just 
awareness a little bit uh, last week when I think it's right named Ryan Breslow from Bolt tweeted about the Y Combinator mob and sort of talked about uh, his stories that he was posting on Hacker News being, uh, you know, sort of pushed to the bottom or even like basically completely uh, you know, uh, just removed from public um, when they say a competitor like Stripe or something, um, which is obviously a darling of, of Y Combinator. So, so that's sort of like, I mean, I've always followed Hacker News, but it's also um, something that I don't, I guess I, I don't know why, but I don't check in as regularly as I used to. Um, and I guess just a couple other things like the audience to me feels like, and maybe you have some thoughts on this, is like mixed between Reddit and almost like AppSumo. Like it's like Reddit with sort of the, you know, nihilistic, uh, you know, roast you, mm -hmm. um, you know, feed, feedback sometimes can be helpful, sometimes can be negative, but if you are actually truly contributing something can be also great. And then it's tied in with that AppSumo. Yes, more like the, you know, entrepreneurs, hackers, uh, things like that. I would say maybe with a little bit more even technical expertise, a lot of developers and stuff on the, on the forum. And that same idea where like we were looking at some things that have been posted today and it's like, you know, is it really an innovation? Is it really adding to technologies that are already out there? And that was generally the common feedback throughout the thread of people being very like honest and transparent uh, with that feedback. Yeah. Which I think is great because I, I think one thing that we shouldn't let us let hold us back. And I mean, this is me speaking to myself as well is just, you know, you, you don't become successful or really good uh, at, at something without trying it a bunch of times, right? So even if, you know, we, we've kind of made it a point to, let's say, launch our, you know, our newest uh, product feature, whatever you want to call it, like our shareable media library. And part of that push is the fact that we do think that people within this community could probably benefit quite a bit from a platform like ours, right? Where these are people that really enjoy this whole like data analysis, like digesting a lot of information, even if they're tr just trying to use it on a personal level. But I think it could also open up roads for people that want to build cool products and that can just use our product as a base. Uh, and you know, us going forward with this this post, let's say next week, uh, and just trying, you know, trying to figure out our best. Uh, messaging, right? Like looking at maybe some of the landing pages that are on there, for example, like do we tweak our existing landing page? Do we create a dedicated landing page for this community? Or like what, 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 what are all those little things that go into that? Um, so yeah, I, I, th I think it's an exciting new avenue for us to try. And then, you know, I, I think trying to get our content and features and products and everything that we release, just trying to create a more constant stream of information and updates without being annoying and figuring out the best way to do that, I think is is part of our, our goal as well. And uh, I think we are slowly, we, we've done quite a lot already this year. And I think we're slowly moving towards being a bit more, you know, user-friendly, customer-friendly. We're talking to our customers a lot more. I, I feel like we're actually getting a lot more one-on-one um, -on -one conversations uh, this, this, this past month, for example. So how do we keep that going? And, you know, using that as leverage to uh, possibly get more people on the platform uh, by showcasing how Speak can help them.
So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, there was two things that sort of stuck out this week. Like one was we did announce this year the media library, but, you know, I just went ahead on my, I guess, my own personal time and just sort of, you know, made a, a post on my personal, uh, you know, LinkedIn profile because there's over time built not, not an audience, but people who actually care. And it gets, you know, at least as of today, it gets more reach than, um, say, our, our company pages. But something that's all asked for is like, can you give, you know, first of all, can you give me an, you know, an asset to share, like when we have things that the whole team can share? And can we do that through speak social media platforms and then reshare that into our personal um, sort of timelines and profiles? Because, you know, it grows, grows the speak community. And I think that's a very valid point, something that we, we do want to see um, increase. I think there's also the side of like, when you when it comes from a real person, uh, especially someone that you've built a relationship with, sometimes you get more reach or more engagement, or people would rather see that. But at the same time, it's like you know, sort of our role, sort of our job. So I, that is something just we're working on more. But I think for anyone to recommend, especially if you have a small team where you all are trying to grow together and you're truly proud of what you're building and want to share, give people the assets um, that they can do that in an easy way. Uh, so that was like sort of one thing that stuck out to me. Uh, just like on Hacker News. Uh, a lot of the big companies are, I wouldn't say like big, big company. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like we're seeing companies, I was obviously like Stripe and stuff who are connected to the community, but like Capwing and some of these community, like uh, technology companies that are really built by communities are, are posting there. And that's a good sign. And I think anytime you can sort of be placed alongside some of those companies, I think it's a valuable piece. And I would also just say, even if we get, I would say not negative feedback, but if we get con if we get messages or comments from people who are technically advanced, want to see, you know, um, people succeed, like the core idea, but think there's more thing to do on the execution of what we're doing, that's a good thing. It's only going to make us better. It's only going to make us smarter, stronger. Uh, and so I look forward to if we can place this the right way of getting some, some good feedback, maybe some people using the product and also some opportunities um, to improve it which maybe we haven't even thought of yet. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, um, I think making the shift towards just kind of throughout the team, uh, you know, maybe building more of a culture of like sharing our joint achievements as well, I think right. is, uh, is like, it, it, it's tough, like you said, right? Cause I mean, obviously everyone has their own lives, everyone has their own work, but it's like, how do we maybe fit in, you know, 10 minutes a day or yeah. five, 10 minutes a week even, right? Where uh, there's there's some level of this company sharing that we do. Like maybe we plan it together. We're like, okay, this is what we're sending out this week. Here's the copy. Here's like a graphic, just post it on your social, right? Whatever yep. it is. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. we hit we hit milestones in like in January of most users ever signed up in one month. We crossed three thousand users. Like lots of cool stuff is happening, and um, you know, I find it even sort of funny sometimes. Different things, like you know, I like for example, I put I, I put a lot of effort into describing. Here's the changes that are, that just happened. Put the video and got some nice engagement to people commenting. But then I literally just posted a screenshot of three thousand users with a little celebrate emoji, and that got way more reach and engagement and stuff. So like some, you, sometimes you also just don't know uh, mm -hmm. what what works and what doesn't, and you have to be constantly testing to understand. Uh, and, you know, that can also change um, radically there. And, you know, a couple, not, I guess, full like 
what I'm, we, you know, I, I've recorded a whole video on it, so we won't go into this uh, thing today, but we released this sort of shareable media library and it, it was a culmination of a lot of work that we've, we've done. And I think unlocks a lot of potential with speak the platform, uh, differentiates us from other companies and allows both technical and non-technical people to um, do something that they weren't really capable of doing before, especially not in like a very easy uh, to do way, which is yeah, taking a bunch of media, audio, video, and text, dumping it into a folder and then sharing it to this like interactive intelligent way that automatically visualizes the information. And that's something really exciting. And it also feels like a new chapter of um, how can we make this more valuable? And there's sort of two pieces that are coming together for me here right now is how do we make the shareable media library, which one of them is sort of the automatic visualization more valuable. But then we also had um, someone who came in, they, we have a guide on how to analyze otter transcripts. And um, they came in, dumped some transcripts in and said, you know, it was cool, did the text analysis, but the data was at least irrelevant for me. And that's something that I wouldn't say doesn't hurt me personally, um, but like it's, it's like, how can we deliver on that promise or that idea for someone who comes in? We don't have full context around what's in this transcript, how long the conversation is or anything like that. But like overall, our goal has been, how can we deliver value in that exact moment to the point where that person actually wants to come in and dump more transcripts. And then they actually you know, culminate into deciding to use maybe the shareable media library to share that back out. So, um, I'm not sure if you have any thoughts or any feedback. I know you saw that conversation uh, and maybe you have some ideas around it. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, just, just when you were saying that, it kind of got me thinking that as far as the function of our product, you know, the function of speak, um, it's, you know, when I first joined you and Vatsal kind of talked about this almost like threefold, three-pronged approach, right? There's the capturing, the analyzing and then the sharing. Um, and I think as far as like, let's say the first two buckets uh, or, or let's say the one, 1. 1.5, right? Like the, like the capturing's done, sharing, we've like built in quite a few new options for people to do that, whether that's through downloading new visualizations or through this shareable media library, which is fantastic. Um, but then when it comes to this analyzing portion, I think we're kind of at like, you know, if, if it's a ladder, let's say we're at like rung two, right? Where it's like, we have a system that lets you compile and break down uh, the data in the system to a very like, like, so to, let's say it took, you know, like 10,000 like pages and distilled it in a way that, you know, is now maybe more equivalent to 2000 pages, right? Like you reading through 2000 pages. But then this next level is, okay, now out of this 2,000 pages, how do I find the 200 pages that are most valuable, right? And then from there, the next level after that would be like, okay, now you just tell me what is valuable, right? Like, obviously there's, so right now the analysis section I find is still very self-serve, where it's like, if you as an end user don't really know how you're going to use it, because... Um, I believe we we talked about this uh, previously too with certain clients that we have and certain customers that have really helped us push our product forward where we were able to do that because they came to us with, here's how I plan to use it. How can I build out this, this kind of um, pipeline using your platform, right? And we were able to successfully execute on helping them with that. But 
I think maybe where there's still a bit of lag or, and this could just be a matter of like the technology not being quite there yet. Um, but it's just this, this level of as an average, because we also talk about this democrat demo, democratizing, democrat, oh my nice. yeah. <laughs> democratizing my <laughs> English, I swear it's my first name, <laughs> but um, democratizing like data and anal uh, analytics. Um, but I still find that the information we provide is still very hard to parse through, right? Where it's like, it's great from a very top level. It's like, oh, cool. Like I said that so many times, or these people I interviewed said that so many times, but what does that mean for me? Right. And so right now I'd almost say we're like getting closer to almost like Google analytics level, right. Where they just dump you, like they just throw a whole bunch of data. If you know what you're looking for, great. If you don't, you're kind of like, what is this tab, right? <laughs> what is this graph? Um, and then this next level, I think now that we're seeing even, let's say just in the more pure standard analytics world with like numbers and stuff, are these, these platforms that are actually taking these numbers, taking this data and parsing it in a way that you as an average end user can just glance at and kind of get an, you know, maybe you're not getting 100% of the picture, but you're getting enough to actually give you an idea of what the data is telling you, right? So how do we get to this next stage? And even at a very basic level, right? Is it just delivering sentences instead of graphs, right? Is it um, having an insights panel where they can, you know, we populate, maybe there's a way to push insights every day, right? Like we just push like two to three insights every day where it's like, hey, you know, we noticed that you uploaded four new files yesterday. Here is, because we kind of do that with our emails. But it's like, do we integrate that into the platform somehow, right? It's like you uploaded 10 files yesterday. Um, here are the top five insights that we have for you. Even if it is simple, like, oh, here are your top three keywords. Here are the brands that were mentioned the most, right? But speaking to customers in a way that they understand instead of just, you know, like a lot, like even right now, right? Even as someone that likes working with data and as someone that, enjoys digging through the numbers and telling the story myself um, with certain types of data that I might not be super familiar with the language being an example of that, right? Uh, I find it very difficult to build that story myself, right? Um, so how can we help an end user build that story better, um, especially with language data, which is, you know, like a very new kind of area of analysis and data capture. Um, compared to, you know, just numbers, because numbers are fairly easy to work with, right? There, there's, there are variables, but for the most part, it's hard and true, right? While with language data, you can have so many variables that once again, if you don't know what you're looking for, you kind of get lost in the sea of information. So how do we kind of give people that lifeboat where it's like, yeah, you might not see the horizon yet, but we're, you know, taking you slowly closer towards it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, maybe it speaks a little bit to the different, um, even like uh, profiles of the people who are using the system. Like, uh, you know, some people we have seen are pretty hardcore researchers. And, and I would say even with that, there's sometimes a drawback, which is a lot of hardcore researchers are um, used to manually tagging things themselves. And that's like actually part of the process for the reason why they're paid to do what they do. And with that becomes a degree of accuracy um, that cannot be necessarily done with um, 
you know, named entity recognition and the stuff that we're doing right now, because I can understand this guy, um, um, you know, dumping a bunch of dumping an auto transcript in produces a bunch of brands, a bunch of people, you know, maybe 90% of the people are right. 90% of the brands are right, but there's also some extra noise created. And then you don't know how to, you know, filter down even further. And, you know, just a couple, um, you know, things that I, I'll just share this just so I have actually do have a visual uh, aid to this, but this is this new shareable media library and basically was able to quickly generate a link, pull everything um, from all our office hours videos in and then, uh, you know, custom color, obviously our logo, but the, the, all the uh, visualizations and that's some calls to actions and stuff. And like one of the other things that just seems like an easy win for us or something is like, we've sort of built up these custom categories and maybe in a way that it's not even like the best way to do this. It's been like a very hardcore programmatic version of it. It's not even sort of using some of the machine learning and deep learning that we actually want to use, which is, you know, there's a category like action items. So when this person came in and felt they weren't getting the insights that they were looking for, action items were not included in their account. So like generally people are looking for things more around that, or they're looking for more things around you know, sometimes we have people coming and looking for commercial intent or emotions. Like if I go to happiness, people are obviously looking a lot of times using sentiment, but maybe looking for specific instances of that. And so I think it's not even necessarily that the system isn't configurable to generate those insights. It's not configurable by default and it creates a lot of noise mm -hmm. on its way to get there. Like that person to me, came to me and I hope they do still get back to me where like they took the transcript, they ran it through a default analysis with all the default categories, which is our system's first attempt at at least helping you sort of mental build a mental model around that asset. And that, but you know, what I would say to, to this person was like, you know, what other sort of categories of information are you looking for insights? Are you looking for? Because what also happens is maybe you're just dumping one transcript and it's not giving you the results you have, but right. if you have 50 interviews and you dump them all at once, all of a sudden more meaning can be made it's out about of the it. trends of that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I did have, cause you know, based on, I'm not sure if you wanted to hop into, um, I, I believe I, sh so many threads this past week. It's like hard to <laughs> <laughs> keep track. Um, uh, I think it was a thread that, oh yeah. Uh, the thread that Vatsal was uh, asking about for, you know, the kind of, uh, media page, right? And how do we maybe make it more impactful or more useful? And one of the things that I believe I shared was, you know, you take a look at something like this is at a very, very simple level, right? But it's like, uh, you look at something like SEMrush, right? And obviously, once again, they're working with numbers. But the way they display this data, once again, if you, you're not 100% certain of what you're looking for, it, it is a bit, it's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if we it's something similar where, you know, right now, for example, if um, I'm always embarrassed, like share, share my, uh, it's hard. It's scary. Cause you're like, am I going to reveal anything sensitive? And you're, you know, Oh like, yeah. And also just like, are people going to judge me for all the tabs I have open? <laughs> it's like, that's, so it's I honestly, thing. when I see people do screen shares and they all have as many tabs as you do. As possible. So <laughs> I don't, don't, de don't be embarrassed. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, so this is kind of the, so let's say this is the card layout on, um, on SEM rush and you know going hopping into our um, library it's this one right yeah so 
you know, like taking a look at our dashboard. So let's say now this is from all our office hours and uh, these are kind of the top level insights we see, right? Um, to me, as someone that looks at this, for example, like I'll, I'll be completely honest, like in that, like this chart to me tells me nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I know that that has been a point of contention for us, but you know, it, it is it is something that we're, we're used building, to. We're and you used to be able to like hover over and get an information mm -hmm. of what at least what file it was. Now we don't even have. We lost that as we transferred our chart library, well, which is uh, fine, here. right? Like it's it's obviously we're building this, we're iterating this, but it's just. As far as like the insights that we give at the very top level, right? Is it almost like now when it comes to our insights, do we actually start segmenting them? So it's not just, because um, then by segmenting it too, it allows us to build even more defined categories within a segment, right? So for example, all keywords, right? Let's say when you click, let's say this entire thing was clickable, like instead of just this, right? You click this and it actually opens up like a table, you know, like a database almost where it shows you like, the, the keyword, frequency of mentions, right? Like the sentiment of the average sentiment of that keyword, whatever it is, right? And we kind of build these layers for a customer or for, for a user where they can obviously get this top level view, but then to actually dig deeper without, let's say, exporting it into a CSV or like exporting it into Excel and digging through the data that way. I think would be a pretty neat uh, value add that, you know, even we, like as people that do work with data, like can build out the framework of and then work with our dev team to actually implement it, right? I'll continue that thread of like something I, I feel like is so what you just said, which is here and then, you know, this, this is like, you know, cause this, this was hard enough to build, uh, oh, but exactly. you know, I, like, but the other part here is like in the past, we all like, so I clicked on Google, obviously a brand that's valuable and worthwhile, but like now, like now what, it, great. Now I can drill mm -hmm. down and I can see every sentence, which is yeah. pretty crazy. Cool. Again, yeah. as you, as you add more, yeah. I mean, this is every time we've ever mentioned Google in all of our calls. Mm -hmm. uh, and we know the exact sentence it can jump to that moment right away. But I'm wondering, like, there seems like there's an, we used to have this sort of chart up here and it seems like there's an area to give a more interesting insight or like give something. So, okay. Um, so Google was mentioned in, you know, out of the 50 item, 50, uh, you know, 50 um, conversations we had in yeah. office hours, it was mentioned in 46 of them, which is exactly. a high percentage. So that's exactly. pretty Even that's an insight right there. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, uh, your mo Google was most mentioned in this specific episode. Yeah. Um, like this, it, almost like scorecards. Where exactly. Yeah. Which, and, which, and, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, I'm just like, and also to me, it's like, okay, I mean, Google is a little bit of a less valuable example because yeah. everyone knows what Google is, yeah. but if there are other brands that are mentioned, why don't we automatically import a little description of that company mm -hmm. and then a link to their website? Yeah. You know, like we need to sort of enrich, enrich the information that we have mm -hmm. um, to allow it become not just this internal asset, but actually helps you jump to, you know, out, out into the web or find more information or find more valuable information on it. Uh, and my nerdy side, which probably doesn't make sense for all the, um, you know, the applications we're talking about, but like, what is Google's Alexa rank 
uh, on the website? How much traffic does Google get? Like there's different levels of insights that could obviously be come out here that don't fit everyone, but would be really valuable as you start to parse through all this information. Yeah. yeah. And even this, like now I've got all these sentences here, but, and I can like, but I can't sort sentiment yet. I should be able to, and no sentiment for these specific sentences. And maybe I just want to top, top five, yeah. You know, what are the top five, top low, and then I can span, expand and see all exactly. the other mentions if I want. So like, how can this become a summary too, and not just more raw data that's actually displayed? If that's always watching this, like you mother, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like but, I do all this yeah, work. I know, I know, but, <laughs> I know, but honestly, like the, I know there's still more work to do here and yeah. all these things you can optimize, but like overall, this is starting to look a lot prettier than oh, 100%. used to. And yeah. like, it's just the automatic visualization colors. Like the fact that we can embed it on people's own website domains, like it's getting closer to the vision that I had. And I hoped it's just, there's a little more we can do. I would say a lot more, but a little more we can do to help people unlock the insights without having to do like to me, even when like someone asks me for something, sometimes I'm like, eh, you know, like it feels like I'm like a, a mechanic trying to like pull out these things that I know are there, but are hard to get with the current system uh, I, I really do like the kind of uh, idea behind this you know scorecarding and um, like really giving bite-sized uh, information for people because you know to your point like if people just wanted tables for example like they could technically just export into a csv and then build their own dashboards whatever it is but it's like we as much as nice as it is for us to give people the option to do CSV exports if they want to do more advanced analysis, the whole point of our system is to keep people on it too, right? It's like, you don't need to go anywhere. Like we want to help you achieve your, you know, even 80, 80 to hundred percent of your workflow. And, you know, how, how do we enable that? Question for you um, is sort of like a mental thing that I haven't mm -hmm. haven't quite clarified yet, but like, say you, okay, there's two options that you can play out yeah. this. I'm going to actually give you three options, sir. One of them is you've dumped, say, a bunch of your own personal notes and audio recordings and video in. That's one. Another one is we've got our Office Hours podcast right here. Yeah. Or say you've got, um, even say, a, you know, specifically in the podcast because of audio-rich information, but like another podcast that you really love. Mm -hmm. If you could going back to this idea that we were talking about last week of just ask a question, mm -hmm. like, what do you actually want to know? You know, and, and from either of those examples, like I'm basically trying to brainstorm and generate the questions that I would want to query, mm -hmm. say from our office hours or my own personal database or someone else's podcast that are, I just want the literal answer. And I want the answer to be not raw printed sentences. I just mm -hmm. want it to give me uh, like a sentence or yeah, a chart that replicates that, that gives me that answer. I think it really depends on the, so let's say it's, let's say I've been listening to a podcast uh, that is about marketing, right? I think, for example, an interesting query could be, um, let's, let's say you're trying to figure out some data on trends or, uh, you know, software that is being talked about in the marketing industry so it's like to your point it's like okay like you know i've i've dumped let's say the past two months worth of podcast data from these three podcasts that are you know the top three pod marketing podcasts um 
what are the top software brands that were mentioned, right? Um, what are these up and coming SaaS platforms? What do they do, right? Like, I, I, like I think creating those those semantic connections is obviously going to be a lot harder than just uh, pulling out a name, right? Because it's like, because now that uh, I, I don't know if it's chunking, but it's like you know, kind of how like Google does it, where it's like you ask it a question, and some you can actually I don't know if it's on the browser or if that is like on mobile, but you can actually ask a follow up question, right? Where it's like. Um, hey, you know, let's say, hey, Google, what? I don't have any Google. I, yeah. I, you're supposed to yeah. do the bleep, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, um, you know, how, <laughs> how um, you know, how many times uh, was, you know, which software brands were mentioned the most? And then the follow-up question to that could be like, you know, what do each of these do, right? And then to, to your point, kind of enriching these results, it's like, let's say populated, like a little blurb for each, maybe a link to the website, lets you explore that data further without necessarily hopping into a search engine like Google, let's say, to, to make that search. But like we tie into Google or we tie into like Bing, whatever, and you can do your search through that instead, right? So you, do, you find the information hidden in speak um, and you, you get to kind of, uh, uh, kind of go from there. Uh, another thing, I, I guess maybe from a I'm trying to think, you know, from the context of some of our customers, right? Like, let's say, I, I think a question like that would be quite valuable for them as well, where it's instead of them having to, let's say, click on the keyword, read how many sentences, like, you know, uh, look at the number of results, parse that data, kind of analyze that data. It's literally like if they're preparing, let's say, an executive summary, it's like, oh, I, I just want to know, you know, the top, you know, which brands were mentioned the most, which, um, which brands were people maybe happiest to talk about, right? Where, where was the sentiment highest uh, around which brands? Uh, and then something like, I don't know, like how many times, you know, did, did they mention executives or how many times did they mention these kind of negative, like even, you know, beyond just the positive side of things, how many times did they speak negatively about uh, our company or our client, right? Whatever it is. And is that useful information for our end, uh, as an end deliverable because um, I think I think you said something about even though this is an amazing deliverable for a lot of uh, uh, agencies uh, consultants whatever it might be give you know you're basically giving this entire data dump to your client as a deliverable the odds of them actually using that on a regular basis are quite slim even if they are paying for it but if you can at least digest that information and present that, so you're giving them access to everything if they want to dive deeper. But on top of that, you're also presenting them with this kind of weekly digest, right? Where it's like, here's your weekly digest for uh, our research project this week, right? And now you've basically cut out 95% of the friction of them thinking, oh, why am I paying for this thing? When it's like, oh, but we've just given you great information that you can use for your kind of like C-suite decisions, yeah. right? You know, on, on your like, what are some of your well, ideas? I, I just quickly to talk, touch on that or like you know that, that, that it comes directly from yeah two experiences sort of the comment around it not being used which would be like research firm uses this as a deliverable what happens is and this is my experience i had when i would build google data studios with analytics say hey i'm pulling in your google search console blah 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 all this stuff and they'd be like oh my god this is so exciting you know, share that with them. And, you know, four months later, you'd get a, an email like, 
where's this report? You know what I mean? And it's like, I, you know, like I, so that lack of that adoption um, is low, you know, but like it, not, not specifically to speak, but specifically, I think besides like across reporting dashboards and analytics engines across the world. And, um, you know, like I'm actually throughout this conversation, like not throughout just this conversation, but like, why how can we get speak how can we get it to like we obviously have so we have a dashboard we have the explore insights but how can we just completely re-engineer the search idea where it's like literally maybe just a blank white page with the search bar you type whatever it is and you only get one result for that search and then if you don't get what you want you search again blah 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 we and then if we if we hit a thing where it's like no results found that's like an error or a flag that gets triggered to, that we need to iterate on how to produce that result mm-hmm. um for your you know because the thing funny thing to me is like i asked you that question and you're actually uh like building your questions around the insights that you already know are yes. in there. Like you're talking yeah, about brands and sentiment. Like what about something that's just completely out of that? Yeah, like, that's uh, new. yeah, new yeah. Insight. yeah. And like, this is just a joke, but like, you know, for me, like I go, I do all my Evernote and it's like on a day, if I'm upset, I'm just like, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of question that, <laughs> right. comes, you know, like, that you, like, no, like the context is so little there. You're not, I'm not asking about specific brands or set. Cause some, like even one of the examples you gave, you're like, what brand was most mentioned across? Like that is actually so close in our system already. Like it's not to me building a big enough innovation to change what we're you know doing at this moment so i'm actually trying to think like and it's hard to like exactly like what's outside of this box where like this become because just like what came to me when you were talking was like so monica my partner like she is basically a well paid resource for companies around uh around specifically like salesforce um and so like clients pay a lot get on a call with her and just ask her questions over. So her job is just to be the resource for that and answer those questions Mm -hmm. and not to take away Monica's job because we're not capable of that. She's very good at what she does. But like (laughs) what, what, what queries can we allow in our system or help solve in our system where we are actually needing to reduce that really high paid assets that handling obviously questions sometimes are, you know, very vague and abstract. Obviously it has to fit into the realm of these media libraries and things like that, but it could also be like what we've talked about before, like a knowledge base of companies or, you know, all the tutorial videos of companies and things like that. So I'm, I'm trying to work through, through that right now. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think for example, with my response, like I was definitely thinking about it through the frame of what we already have. Um, but then I guess the flip side to that, like, you know, because I think every time we talk about these things, like some, sometimes what stands out to me is like, the, these are all, because, okay, flipping from just like a, a kind of traditional marketing mindset, right, where you, let's say, um, you view it as, or even within traditional marketing, right, like, let's say you have Hershey's, right, you have a well-known chocolate company and when you think of Hershey's you think of chocolate bar right and that is their one product right like as a brand that is their brand and their kind of overarching overarching product right but then underneath that they have Hershey's cookies and cream 
Hershey's dark. They have Hershey's milk chocolate, whatever it is. And each of those, sorry? You know your chocolate bars. I know my chocolate bars. (laughs) (laughs) And after, uh, you know, from those, like, even though those are, those are, those are sub products of this kind of bigger product that everyone is aware of and everyone eats and consumes, right? But then the way you actually market those is very different, right? Like the way you talk about it, the way you build around it, the way you do your R&D around it, like they're very different. Like maybe the baseline processes are the same, but the actual, how you uh, showcase that to an audience are very different. So in, in, because thinking about your question, right? So for example, in, in when it's applied to, let's say this kind of um, insights engine, let's call it that, or like this kind of like blank screen, ask us a question, we'll do our best to give you a relevant response, right? What is the, what is feeding that system, I guess, right? Like that may be something like an intercom help base or, you know, like existing uh, help desk solutions as an example, right? Because when, when you said that stuff, like to me, it almost feels like, like, is it like a help desk solutions for more technical people? Like what what is the exact use case there, right? Like, uh, and I'm not sure if you have like a bit of clarity or, or is this just kind of like a, you know, like just you thinking about it? Um, like, how do you, let's say, see that being used in a in a fairly applicable way, you know, that doesn't require too much, user training or like user education yeah i i mean i think i am thinking through it like one of the things that sticks out to me is just like a question um it's a big question it's like and it's like what company should i invest in you know like that's a company that i invest now what what is what needs to what do i need to know to get that answer it's not just qualitative data, right? Like for, for say, so say that's the question that comes in. What what you're talking about is something really interesting too, which is what is the database that then needs to be um, analyzed to help produce that result? And often I'm guessing that's not going to be within speak at that exact moment. So like, this is just a sample question on a mental exercise. Don't really take this as seriously, but like if I'm that and I'm the engine of speak and I'm only looking strictly at qualitative information. I'm not looking at quantitative information or stock prices and things like that. You know, what I'm then looking into are, you know, again, maybe something like Twitter threads or, you know, a whole, you know, um, categories of podcasts within the investor spectrum to see, you know, okay, these five brands have been mentioned, you know, way more in the blast and the sentiment specifically around investing around them is blah, 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 blah. So the amount of analysis needing to be done to produce that response is ridiculous. I don't think it's feasible in the current, I mean, it is feasible. It's just not happening at all right now, but like that's, I guess the, just an example of a complex question that speak in a way could have the ability to at least help answer, but at the same time is not configured. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Uh, again, not a question that's specific to what you've talked about, like help desk or, you know, like um, one of our great cust- one of our great customers. We really love them. They're dumping all their media from all their conferences in, and like, how could they themselves personally then go back and query every conference that they've ever done, or they could share that with, they could share that link as, as, you know, as a free valuable offering as being part of that community, or maybe even a small subscription. And now all of a sudden you could query 
any conference that has ever been done, which features expert speakers, leaders in marketing, blah, 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 blah. And now you have that as a, like a knowledge base and resource that you can query instantly and get valuable results. Like now the base layer of that is just basically natural language, understanding the data that we already have in our system and not just looking for keywords and phrases, but a little bit more of a meaning or understanding the intent of the question. But at a base layer, the possibilities is there. It's just, shaping the system in that mm -hmm. that way yeah i I, th I think what, what's interesting there then is is this idea of you know do, do we pre-build databases and what does that look like from a resource perspective or do we let people import and build their own databases right which is what we're doing right now like you know but then now the issue comes with like privacy and like building these kind of like networks of information, yeah. right? It's like, do we, how do we manage that, right? Is it purely based? I, I guess it would have to be purely based on publicly available information, but then when you do that, it's like, okay, what are the intricacies around like fair use and, you know, uh, copyright IP, like what can you use? What can't you use? Um, which is great. I mean, those are all issues we can like figure out. But it, it is it, it is definitely interesting to think how doing that because to your point, like just for that question, right? Like one thing that you saw explode last year or two years ago, like with the whole like GME hype, right? Like there were a whole bunch of websites that like blew up, and from my understanding, quite simple. Like they literally just tracked um, tickers and the number of upvotes, comments, exactly. or yeah. you know, measure like mentioning those tickers. Dot right and that was when you think about it, fairly a fairly simple insight, but it was very powerful for the people that wanted to use it, right? And so it's like maybe sometimes even with how we display insights and the the, the content we give, maybe we need to think about it, like from, from like a levels perspective, right? Because even the way our app displays information now, for example, is very bottom level, right? Like we're almost displaying like raw data. database, like just raw data. formatted that you can grab through an interface space. Exactly. Right. Which is useful for, let's say subset a of our customers, but now using the information feedback we get from subset a, how do we look at, okay, like they're a highly technical person and they're struggling with X, Y, Z. So, you know, is that difficulty level, let's say almost doubled for a non-technical person. And if so, how do we bring down that difficulty barrier where now this technical person has zero problems with it. And this next level, maybe now it only requires 20% of effort instead of 50, 55% of effort for them to understand what's being said. And just to continue on that point, like what, I'm, what we're seeing, I say, okay, two extremes. One of them is, uh, you know, hacker developer, expert, mm -hmm. JavaScript, Python, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Other one is C-suite executive who only yep. wants insight. And those are like the farthest ranges from each other. Yep. In some cases, they would say our information is not they can access it through APIs, but in general, our media library and stuff that we're showing, not raw enough for these developers. They strictly want like raw JSON data, basically. Uh, and then on the C-suite, they only want insights. So like there's this middle ground that I think, you know, that we actually haven't, still haven't identified clearly and cleanly enough that would derive value from the, 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 the midst or we need to make 
adjustments here. Like we need to move higher up to the C-suite executives looking only for insights, or we need to move further down mm-hmm. to the developer. And I would say like, just as an example, I'm trying to think like, um, when I think of the developer ones, I think of like symbol. Yeah. I think it's like symbol AI, right? Like they're just trying to get raw JSON of the basically as much data as possible that can come out of language. And then they build, and then you know, then it's up to you as the end user. Then it's you, right? Exactly. And a developer then has to make a choice for whatever use case they're building. Uh, you know, this information is meaningful versus this information is not. I'm, just, I'm trying to think of what the actual ones on the top level are. I'm not sure what you would think, but I almost think it's like professional curated newsletters mm-hmm. and reports is like the top level yeah. uh, of that, that a sweet C-suite subscribes to or someone deliver an analyst delivers to them every week or, or something like that. Cause even now just thinking about, uh, you know, um, even just let's say from a content production perspective, right? It's the, the process for, generating content ideas and for content production uh, as, as it stands is a fairly involved process, right? It, it does require quite a bit of like, like fair number of team members, you need researchers, you need like, you know, writers, whatever it is, you need an editor, editor in chief. Uh, and it's like, how do you, and obviously they're generally, you know, gathering a bunch of data and research and like information interviews all the time. So, but it's like, you know, going back to this idea of like institutional loss, now that you've collected 20 years worth of interview data, maybe I'm being very extreme with this, let's say five years worth of interview data, um, there were probably things that were, let's say, said five years ago or four years ago or three years ago that can be resurfaced now and reapplied uh, in a way that still makes sense to a modern situation, right? Whether And even from a C-suite perspective, let's say, you done. You have all this, like, uh, let's say, competitor data or com- competitor information that was done th- maybe a couple of years ago. But is that data useless? Like, is there an expiry date on data? Right. Uh, like, I'm sure on certain types of data there is in a way. But for the most part, I feel like even if you're going to look at it pure, like not from a stand, like a snapshot in time. Once you start looking at it more from a trend perspective, you're you're just unlocking things that are great tools for people, even if they're not, let's say the most, like it's not gonna change your business, but it's gonna give you additional insights that can help you direct your business or direct your decisions. And I I think your question about where do we live in that, I think, I mean, that's also something for us to do, right? Cause we, I I think if we build for a specific group, like you gotta just, just go after the specific group. Um, and honestly, like even build for, like building things that people don't even know they maybe need yet, right? Like I, I think, so, like obviously it's a lot easier to do when you have like a whole bunch of capital to like support certain ventures, but you know, like just thinking about, but you know, both you and Vatsol, for example, with our embeddable media recorder, like it was just something that, you know, you guys had like a gut feeling would be useful one day. Um, and you know, when the day came for that to, let's say be used, it was used, it was used and it found traction, but then, you know, what ended up happening is because your focus wasn't around, uh, generating awareness or generating, um, use cases or just building out that one functionality. 
you know, like over time, there were products that came along that literally their entire business is that, right? So it's like, we can obviously keep building these features into our system, but it's like, what, to your point, like if we're, we're trying to go after, let's say on the very, like you know, one end of the spectrum, right? We're just trying to go for people that want top level information. A, is that a large enough addressable market? Like, is it like, do we have the, the kind of means to maybe build out those systems? Do we have the knowledge to build out those systems? Or are we closer to the other end of the spectrum where it's like, okay, like the engine's ready for these people, but now we just got to maybe switch the way we talk about it, switch the way we market it. Um, and then if it's neither of those, it's like, okay, where, like, what's the direction we're going after? Right. So, because yeah. I, I think even, I think you, you mentioned it the, the other day, like, Sometimes even within our own product, right? I find even, and I know Vatsal wanted to, you know, he's had a hectic little uh, time these past two weeks, but uh, we will be having like this little team get together to kind of understand the architecture of the system, all the kind of moving parts that are in the system. But it's it's kind of like, you know, if, if even sometimes like our team struggles with maybe the complexity of the system, maybe that's a sign for us that we need to also like a learn how to talk about it within ourselves, but then also uh, transmit that complexity in like digestible bites for our end user. Cause for better or for worse, people's like attention spans and willingness to try new products and try new systems is hitting a threshold, right? Like people are like, what's the average tech stack in a couple, like a hundred different apps or something like that, yeah, right? Sure. Like, yeah. like crazy, right? <laughs> something crazy. It's, and it's like, how many do they really use on a day-to-day, -day, right? Maybe four, maybe five, right? So it's like, if we want to be one of those five, what do we have to be, what do we have to do to make sure that we are one of those five, right? Uh, which I think is an important question. And I do genuinely think that just, even if it hurts the soul a little bit, right? I think sometimes as technical people are like, people with these higher level visions sometimes dumbing down some of the the aspects of the platform can maybe hurt a bit from like the like dev side or kind of the uh, you know product building side but i think for the most part like the simpler you can make like your product can be complex technically while still being simple for people right and i think for us to find a way to showcase that. Cause I do think many aspects of our system are quite simple compared to what people would need to do to do something like this themselves. But then the other side is maybe even those actions they're trying to do themselves at this moment in time are fairly complex. Even if in their heads, it seems fairly simple, right? Like I think you mentioned that for example, with the media library, where when you look at it, you're like, this seems quite simple, but then to actually execute on all the little things that are happening behind the scenes. But in a way, you've achieved your goal if the product itself looks simple, right? Like, because people don't care about the technical complexity. They don't care how hard it was for you to build it. They're like, just, how do I use this, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I mean, we've heard that feedback over again. Like, yeah. of, you know, all I wanted was X and you gave me, <laughs> you know, these 19 things in a way and I don't care, you know, and I mean, I, we've done our, you, know, you don't know that. And I've also seen the opposite where it's like someone oh, who, would think, yeah, yeah or, or, or just like someone who is like not, you know, who would even describe themselves as technically complex would say, you know, it took me a week 
now I get this, mm-hmm. uh, or my, or at least my core functionality that I'm routing to the system. Mm-hmm. It's clear, makes sense, it's easy, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, again, I think the challenge that we've continued to outline is like, there are too many people coming in for different reasons mm-hmm. and it's hard to serve all of them yep. perfectly in that refined way. Also, we're not designers, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just a quick one thing to touch on was like, you said something really interesting around, uh, which should we be pre-sourcing data sets? And mm-hmm. I think if we were actually say a venture funded company, yep. that would probably be the route that you would go, right? Because yep. for us to ingest a library, I mean, again, text information is relatively expensive, but uh, audio and video expensive. So we would need to identify sources of information that were valuable enough and then eat that cost up front, yep. th- knowing that, or at least hypothesizing that that is valuable enough um, to then pay back in dividends, right? Yep. And uh, so that's like one thing that sticks out. And then just quickly as an example here, um, you know, this is obviously Tim Ferriss, smart guy. I don't know how he does this, to be honest, but like, and I mean, it's too much information here already, right? Yep. But like selected links from the episode, and we talked about this before, show notes, um, some, some guest quotes specifically, and then people mentioned all with links, right? So like the contextual web presence that he's built. So we're doing like 562 episodes of this is insane. And again, I would say this is too much information. I'm not going to read all of this or anything. It's great for SEO. I mean, Great for SEO, exactly. <laughs> um, but like, you know, this idea of the, yeah, like, taking uh, like because one of the things that you talked about this week i listened to an episode with uh uh, uh this week at startups with jason mm-hmm. where they took his you know his podcast and then were re-promoting it so they basically took jason kalakanaka's product pro- podcast dripped it you know snipped it into clips and then promoted it and jason found out and said that's not right like you just took my stuff and so like one of the arguments he was saying is like if at least you're taking my information make it better you know and um that's just something i'm, I'm trying to think about of this idea of like information and enrichment is i guess the, the, the term would be which is like even when i look at the speak office hours library we know the brands, we know the people that are mentioned. Why is there in the top corner not a resource, um, you know, card? And those resources cards allow me to then, you know, even again, download those into a CSV with all the links that I should be looking at or something like that, just to add more contextual information and help me educate myself even further from this database that has been generated. So I, I think our next, and we kind of talked about this when we were looking at those media cards that we're building for our media list, right? Where it's like, how do we show less, but say more, right? Yeah. So it's it's like, I th- and in many cases, I think people are aware that there's a whole bunch of information. And in a way, it also builds engagement when instead of throwing, let's say, 20 insights at them, you're like, here are five, if you want to explore more explore more yeah right? give us a thumbs up or thumbs down if this exactly. one was useful or useful not to help us yeah. build that that loop that that one company you showed maybe it was narrative ai or forget yeah. what yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like that they had that f- feedback mechanism so they're building their insight into what's what's valuable and what's not awesome. so yeah. Um, I didn't know this was the conversation we were going to get into today but it was uh you know interesting uh you know fun to again like always fun to see, have progress see that there's more uh, and then, you know, go back to that and say, hey, that's all, uh, you know, so that's all we sorry. We love you. Appreciate everything that you've built today. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And I'm, I'm excited to, to share out more. Uh, you know, I recorded a video this week, um, got a little too long, about 10 minutes where I sort of walked through this, specifically the shareable media library mm-hmm. and use, you know, why we built this, some of the use cases that we saw, how you can customize it. 
I think, you know, when Vatsos back on here one week, we'll maybe go through it a little bit more because he has a lot of, you know, big role in, in building this and, and, and a lot of insight into how it's working and why it's working the way it is. So um, I guess anything else before we uh, cap this off? No, I think we're good. Like we, we probably missed a couple of, uh, yeah. we just, we just missed one point. I think okay. we talked about yep. everything else. So we, yep. we can always keep that for, for next week. Well, and what's cool now, like this is what excites me, is this office hours will now be dumped into the speak office hours mm -hmm. folder yeah. of the shareable media library and it will auto update. So, yeah. um, you know, this idea of this like live syncing database of media is, is really exciting. And, you know, I, the other part I'm just quickly, I'm just trying to get through is one of the point, I'm not going to get into this, but like Facebook obviously had a bad week. Google, Google, YouTube had a massive week, massive week. you know, it's like <laughs> insane, yeah. insane. And the other thing that I think is relevant to think of is like, you know, I truly believe as a, you know, as a, you know, partially a creator myself and also as a marketer, like I can't publish a video and not put it on YouTube. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense in this day and age. And that was part of the discussion I think they had in this week at yeah. startups, which yeah. is like, so the other part that we are thinking about is, you know, or need to think about is like, why would someone publish a video into speak or audio yeah. into speak or something into like compared to, the various other channels that are going to get you more reach, at least in its current state. Like we're not yeah. going to, um, so does that, does that, that, does that in a way then subtract the whole subset of possible users and customers, which is a good thing. It's a focus point of like, there's going to be a bunch of content that's going to end up on YouTube and we're not going to focus on those people because for that specific reason, YouTube is a dominant force and it's not going anywhere. So we need to have other reasons that someone would want to enrich their media library with our system right. that aren't necessarily reliant on that growth. I, I think the, the flip side to that is like, you know, we kind of had this V1 of let's say our Chrome extension. And I think when I first joined, um, I, I kind of like mentioned something along the lines of, you know, there's something like a, an app, basically the equivalent of like two to three times the number of apps per iPhone user, right? Um, versus when it comes to Chrome extensions, there's a s markedly fewer Chrome extensions than active Chrome users, right? And so that's, you've actually seen the growth of that, right? Like a bunch of recent unicorns, like your Grammarly's, yep. your uh, honey like honey.com, whatever, like um, all Chrome extensions that are essentially free, right? Um, but have raised billions of dollars yeah. uh, right? or made billions of dollars. Um, so for us, it's like, okay, so maybe we're not quite ready to live where other people are digesting or posting the content, but maybe as we build our engine as well, right? Like the next step becomes, okay, here's this plugin where this is the data you would get speak, but where we found a way, let's say to actually pull this data. And like you said, give you this little insights window into every YouTube video you watch, right? And once again, how much people would pay for it is a different story. But let's say that's like a free offering right? as like a growth, like a growth tool or like yeah. we can monetize that in other ways, right? whatever it is. That so, was free. It seems like it could have explosive growth. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. but we're just don't cannot afford that. <laughs> so the yeah. limitations that you have and, you know, just not like Grammarly is probably by far one of my favorite technology products mm -hmm. of all time. You know what I mean? I just think the amount of value it's created in the world, maybe people have um, 
conflicting opinions about that. But to me, how many times I felt safer because I've seen a little green line, right. come over, you know, like that, that, that is value. And, okay, you know, it's hilarious though at the same time, like every day, every time I get closer to almost upgrading to a premium one and I don't, and that's so weird. You know what I mean? I'm like that you yeah, you're 50% off. I know. And I still think, you know what I mean? Like why it's, it's cause maybe they've gone almost too good on their freemium version that you don't make that upgrade. But anyways, I got off topic. We could have ended it about five minutes ago. Um, I, you know, that's, that's, a, that's typical here. Uh, anyone who joined us in, uh, I'm sure these conversations will continue. Uh, thank you as always for checking us out. It's nice now. And then uh, we get a nice comment. Someone says, wow, I watched this. I've been following the journey casually. Mm-hmm. That was pretty mind blowing that you had such a, you know, open, transparent conversation. I learned a lot. And that, that makes me happy um, because, you know, we're not just us sort of here you know, maybe it sounds like that selfishly, um, trying to work through problems. It's, I know some of the greatest lessons I've had has been seeing someone problem solve in real time at different levels of their journey too. So, um, hope, hope this is doing at least some of that for you, uh, and also a little bit of fun. So thank you very much for joining. Uh, see you, see you next week.